0: I'll be speaking with Sarah Swan. Sarah Swan is the founder of Looking Forward Life Coaching, a nonprofit that provides person-centered life coaching. Sarah has been teaching for 20 years, and her specialty throughout her extensive teaching career has been transitioning students in special education out of high school and into the community. She has mentored several high school and college-age individuals, as they head into adulthood and still remains part of their lives. Sarah is the guardian of her uncle, who is a person with intellectual disabilities, and she helps him make decisions to better the quality of his life. Sarah created looking forward life coaching because she saw a need with her students that were falling between the cracks. She wanted to help guide individuals as they navigated their lives. Looking forward life coaching changes the stumbling blocks of life into stepping stones towards success. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. John 15 verse 13. Welcome to FASD Hope. Today, I am speaking with my newfound friend and fellow mom of an older son and um, just someone who I saw present at ProofCon 2020. I am speaking with Sarah Swan, who is the founder of Looking Forward Life Coaching. Sarah, welcome to FASD Hope.
1: Oh, thank you, Natalie.
0: I'm so blessed to be here. I'm so excited to be thank here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And for
0: all you listening out there, if you could have heard the 45 minutes of Sarah and I talking <laughs> prior to this, oh my goodness. I, I I, love podcasting for so many reasons. And one of the reasons is I get to make new friends. And I am very happy to say that I have made a new friend in Sarah. Um, it's amazing how professional lived experience life experience, advocating experience. It's amazing how that all just comes together into this beautiful road that we're traveling on. So Mm -hmm. I am just so happy that you're here. So Sarah, I was able to hear a little bit about uh, Looking Forward Life Coaching and your wonderful presentation in ProofCon. Can you share with our audience um, your background
1: and your work prior to uh, Looking Forward? Of course, of course, and and I'm glad you enjoyed uh, my presentation on, you know, person-centered through the ProofCon 2020, so I'm so glad that we've been able to connect that way. So I, I I have an interesting path that has gotten me along the way. We talked a little bit prior, our 45 minutes of really getting to know each other prior, we talked about some of those experiences of what's going to, what's going to lead you to different paths. And I actually am a third generation special ed teacher. My grandmother and grandfather had a son. His uh, name is Danny. He had some profound disabilities. He's, he's still living. I happen to be one of his guardians um, along with my mother and my brother. So my grandparents in the 1940s went back to school to get a degree in special education, which was unheard of in those days. And they created the, the very first, what at that point was called sheltered workshop, which now has become day programs. And the whole purpose of that was to provide a place for, for their son to go. And that, I come from generations of pioneers, of saying, okay, let's let's create something new that's not there, that's only going to better the life of others. You know, my parents, both my last, my father's last career was special education. My mom, thirty-eight years um, as a special ed teacher, and so I, I headed in, into that field thinking that, that that is what I was destined to be. But in turn, I was uh, I went to a conference in two thousand one and learned about person centered. And it was that light bulb moment of, oh my goodness, this is my mantra. This is how not only I want to do in my professional life, I want to have this in my personal life. And unfortunately, school systems, not all of them. So I want to make note of that, but not, not all of them, but many of them are still system centered. And for me to come in as a person centered, it, it just didn't gel it didn't gel. So I decided I got to create, just like my grandparents did, I got to create something different. And I got to, I've got to be a pioneer in this. And so I took my, my knowledge of three generations of special education and the knowledge that I had gained in my teaching career. And I said, let me form something that's going to support people that's going to be person-centered. And then on top of that, let's, let's help all those individuals that are falling through and see how we can help. So that's kind of what created Looking Forward Life coaching.
0: So, wow, your, your answer is just this amazing combination of generational experience, lived experience, and what you and I talked about before recording, blazing our own trails, which is awesome. Let's talk about when and how did you first learn about uh, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder?
1: The easy answer is on the soccer field because, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> so my, my son is an avid soccer player. In fact, right now we're trying to decide which, which college that he'll go to, to play, but he was playing soccer, had a buddy that was playing with him, And, you know, us moms sit on the sideline and get chatting and you have to wait for so long for a goal to happen and got talking to his buddy's mom. And usually when you say, I'm in the field of special education that usually spurs up, oh, oh, I have a question. Oh, oh, can you give me some advice? Which more than willing to do anytime. And so her stepdaughter was really struggling in school and not getting the support she needed. And so this mom just said, could you possibly help me out with this? And with further investigation and talking and really getting to know this beautiful young woman just kind of said, well, I wonder if there's any support and let's look into possibly something that, uh, might help you along with, uh, supporting you in fetal with, with her fetal alcohol, uh, spectrum. And so did some research. And at that point, uh, here in the state of Minnesota, it was a Minnesota organization, uh, for fetal, uh, minnesota organization for fetal alcohol spectrum excuse me sorry for that which is now called proof alliance and got connected with her there and then i just um learned more and more about uh what proof alliance could provide the former program director ruth richardson for proof alliance approached me at one point she says you know we're we're doing um a round of grants and I like the kind of things that you are doing. I like the fact that you're person-centered. I like the fact that uh, you want to support young people. Let's, let's put together a grant for you and see if, if this is something that might be possible. So when we created the grant, it was for ages 16 to 25 and they would get life coaching provided. And we hoped to get maybe 10 participants in the two years. Um, We hit capacity in the first six months, and that was 20. And it was just me at that point. And I was going all around the whole Twin Cities area, working with all of these young people, guiding them, helping them, supporting them. What's really, really cool, Natalie, is several of them, even though the grant hasn't been in place for, I want to say, three or four years now, They still are receiving services. They still are receiving that support. And when I created Looking Forward Life Coaching, in my mind, I was saying, okay, I want to help anyone with disabilities, but I especially want to help um, what we would consider higher functioning autism spectrum. I want to help those kids that are just falling between the cracks. They're not the naughty ones. They're not the ones that need like a ton of services and stuff like that. That's fine. That's so important. These are those kids that are just walking through the halls, not really knowing what that next step is and not finding that mentorship. And so in my mind, I was thinking, oh, just we're just going to support people with autism. That's that's going to be it. Nope. Whole new world opened up and I am so blessed by it. I am so blessed by it. And we continue to provide support. We're one of, in fact, we had a marketing service once to check us out. We're the only ones that provides life coaching for people with FASD in the nation. Um, and, and we pride ourselves on that because this is, this is a group of people that need this support, need this approach for sure.
0: I love that. I love hearing about that, and I love the fact that you were able to make connections that just helped your, you know, helped you bloom. Helped you know, looking forward bloom. It's amazing how much when you stop to think how individuals that have an FASD do fall through the cracks. We were talking Mm -hmm. about this prior to recording. Um, And especially at this age, you know, this age is so Mm -hmm. pivotal. We've said on previous um, podcasts, and and my personal belief as a parent is that I think that when you have an individual that has an FASD in their later teen, young adult years, I think they Mm -hmm. actually need more support Mm -hmm. than they did when they were younger. Because if you think mm-hmm. about it, you know there's more expected as far as executive functioning, social mm-hmm. emotional, and so many of our—I say our kids. My my son would probably, you know, mm-hmm. be like, "Mom," you know, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> so many of our kids that are this age of, of becoming, you know, an, an official adult on you know on paper, mm-hmm. you or I should say chronologically it's important. I think you and I can can share with other parents of maybe teens that mm-hmm. get the supports in now, get mm-hmm. those supports in now while they're 14, 15, even earlier than that. And and mm-hmm. you know, those supports are going to change as they get older and, mm-hmm. and be prepared for that. So I, I just, I'm so thankful you're bringing all of this up.
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's
0: talk more about Looking forward because I'm sure there are going to be people who are going to be emailing us or or just asking (laughs) how can I get in touch with you and can you do this virtually? You know what kind of services Mm -hmm. you offer. Talk about looking forward. Well, I have I have to giggle
1: a bit, Natalie. So you know when when I first started talking with Natalie tonight, she says, "Okay, this is like a Starbucks conversation," which I love because when I created Looking Forward Life Coaching, I'm like we're only going to meet at coffee shops. (laughs) That's all we're going to do. And then COVID happened. (laughs) I just scratched that whole plan. Um, When I created this, uh, you know, I found that everyone likes to have that conversation and they'd like to have it in areas that they feel comfortable. So there's a lot of have-tos that we have to do. We have to go to the doctor. We have to go to school. We have to go to work. We have These are good things. These are important. These are essential. But if you're working with a young person that faces a lot of have-tos, which a lot of our, our young people or even, you know, any people with FASD has to do a lot of extra kind of things let me find an opportunity of a want to okay I, I got to tell you the story of, of one of my clients so he started with me in the grant um, and he's still I'm still working with him now so we're pushing five years now um, his mother used to pay him twenty dollars to just come to the coffee shop to talk to me <laughs> she would like just show up I think this is gonna be helpful just here's your 20 bucks after about six and you know the first six weeks he was like mm. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with this woman. I don't want to, but then he figured, wait, she's going to buy me like a cappuccino and we're going to sit and chat. That's great. But then he started to get to know me and that opened a whole new, uh, understanding and trust. And then he forgot to start asking his mom for the 20 bucks at the end. And then all of a sudden she's not paying him. And, uh, fast forward about two years, three years, he flat out said to me, he says, out of out of my intimate circle, the pers- people that I trust the most, you're the only one in there. You're the only one in that circle, and we're talking a kid who has gone through a lot of rough things. and And then I knew that that the tool of meeting in a relaxed setting just opens up the door to some incredible conversations, incredible conversations. So when I, when I created it, yes, I was going to do that. Yeah. then COVID happened. So yes, we do do a lot of it virtually, a lot of it virtually, which is great. It was a learning process for me because I was being a little stubborn and said, I didn't want to do it that way. But now we have the ability to help anyone in every state other nations it doesn't matter we're here we come alongside so just to talk a little bit about what we provide um, looking forward life coaching um, takes a person-centered approach through it all and and maybe for some of your uh, your listeners that don't know what person-centered means is we are looking at that person at every amazing great incredible quality we're seeing the person we aren't seeing the disability we aren't seeing um, the inabilities. We are seeing the person. And with that, then in turn, we take that information and create a plan. And with that plan, we have some goals that we do. And those goals uh, are what we meet on. And that's what we talk about. Let me give you an example. So if we have a client, let's say they're <laughs> like, you're my son's age, 18, and <laughs> are like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life, which, uh, hello, when I was 18, I didn't know what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. We, we have that conversation. We find out the likes, the dislikes, what's working, what's not working, all of that great information. And then we have that conversation. Hey, let's come up with a plan. Let's do some career inventories. Let's do some research and that kind of stuff and then set up some goals. And with those goals, we're touching base either weekly, bi-weekly, monthly and saying, hey, how is this goal going? What information can we provide? How can I support you? How can I encourage you? And and what's amazing is, and, and you'll see if you go to our website or anything like that, you're gonna see rocks everywhere. We really try to change those stumbling blocks of life because we come across these huge walls that says, nope, can't do this. Nope, you can't do this. Instead, we change those into stumbling blocks, those stumbling blocks into stepping stones to get you to the next step. I have to tell you this experience and why this is so deeply important to me, Natalie. And I know it's going a little off your question, but I do want to share this. When I was born, there was a lot of complications, a lot of complications. I won't get too much into it, but probably the easiest way to explain it was the umbilical cord was broken before, um, my mother was able to birth me. And so I ran out of air and I was very, very damaged. And this was, this was in the seventies and the doctor looked at me and said, just put her in institution she's not going to thrive. Just put her in the institution right now. And, and my parents said, no, we're going to take her home and we're going to love her. So my life started with those stumbling blocks and my parents chose to make them into stepping stones. Does that mean that everything came easy for me? No, no. Lots of adversity that I've seen, but did I choose to stop in that path? no, I could, I continue to move forward. And that's, that's a driving purpose within me and within my organization, because so many times people will say, no, you can't do this. And yeah, we can't, we really can. And, and that's just what our basis is at looking Forward life coaching is just changing those into some amazing stepping stones for huge success.
0: That is one of the biggest takeaways I learned from your presentation for ProofCon this year was just that passion of how to make, you know, we go, especially as parents of kids, teens, adults with an FASD or other brain-based diagnosis, Mm -hmm. it's very siloed but it's not a system that works together. So mm-hmm. what you're doing is I think you're providing something that is so needed is connection. You know, mm-hmm. if we don't connect with these teens, you know, older teens, young mm-hmm. adults, if we don't have that connection, then that's going to have a ripple effect especially with like secondary characteristics, tertiary Mm -hmm. characteristics. And when Mm -hmm. you learn about not only the, you know, the, the trust and and the connection, but also when you learn about the brain-based science behind Mm -hmm. FASD, you you know that you really have to get to, like you said, the root of the issue, the root, Mm -hmm. the core of it. And then, then you work from there. You know, if you start in the center Mm -hmm. and work your way out, I think it's less challenging than starting, you know, you know, 10 spaces out and working your way in. Yeah. So I, I love that you are providing this and listeners, I will be providing all of Sarah's information, (laughs) including her website, her social media. So you can, and her email, so you can get in touch with Mm -hmm. her. Um, I'll be providing that in our program notes. We've talked about services you provide. We talked about your amazing lived experience, we're airing this at the end of 2020. What do you see for the FASD community? Originally, my question was in the next five to 10 years, but I'm just going to say in the next mm-hmm. maybe like one to three years, what are your hopes mm-hmm. for the FASD community?
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. My dream is twofold, okay? And, and, it, and it goes right along with uh, the mission of Proof Alliance. My my first part of my my dream for people with FASD, well, let me back up, is, is the prevention of FASD, okay? Is, is the knowledge to the childbearing age, listen, one drop is too much. Just, just too much. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm very, very honored to have on my board of directors, um, uh, Sarah Brown, who works for Proof Alliance, and she's, uh, she works on the prevention side of it. So to get her, her viewpoint on that is, is so encouraging because it can carry over for all the support that we can provide for FASD. So of course the first piece is prevention. And um, the second piece of that and the dream for me on that is, is to provide person-centered mentorship and accountability to as many people that might need it. The reason why I say it that way is, when I think of person-centered and I think of someone who's asking, I want to know more about your hopes and dreams and your desires, instead of looking at all those inabilities, all of a sudden there's a reason for living, okay? And if people had a mentor, if people had a life coach similar to what we do, that's person-centered, you're gonna have more of a desire to do those dreams and those hopes, okay? I've, I've had clients that prior to us, they've been in and out of the prison system. I've had clients that have been homeless. I, you know, I've had clients that have struggled with many, many mental health issues uh, that can be detrimental to themselves or others. But when they all of a sudden have somebody that they know they're checking in with at least monthly, many times weekly, they have this um, safety net, this the safety net and this desire to be a better person. and And I'm not saying that those were factors that led to a bad person by any means. I'm just saying if if they've got somebody beside them that is encouraging them and supporting them and saying, hey, I'm here. I want to hear what you have to say. That's just going to be so empowering. And I personally, this is my personal viewpoint. I think if, if those mentors are in place, the suicide rate would come down. The amount of people in prison would come down. Um, and, 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 there just would be this, this new hope. There would be this new hope that you're going to be able to, to face that next day. Cause you've got somebody beside you that's cheering you on. So those, those are my, those are my two dreams.
0: And I love that. I shared with you, um, prior to our recording that, um, our son benefits from one of proofs programs, which is uh, Baxter's mm-hmm. group. And I mm-hmm. see that in there, you know, you, they're, Marissa and the gang in Baxter's, they're building those connections. They're building Mm -hmm. um, those opportunities for the uh, teens and young adults to connect with each other Mm -hmm. and then to connect with somebody that they trust and and to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, challenges and to talk about not only, you know, the challenges, but also the victories too, and how we celebrate victories in, in different ways. So I love that. I am just so again, I, when I saw you, when I saw you literally saw and heard you spoke <laughs> yeah. on, on ProofCon 2020, it was just so inspiring to me because I, I think that this is really what, it, you know, it, there's no, we know that there's no formula, no treatment to say, okay, mm-hmm. everything's fine, but this is definitely something that can be a booster, for those mm-hmm. teens and young adults especially when they're navigating this tricky time. Um so I mm-hmm. love that. Let's just talk
1: about um, um Natalie? Yes ma'am. Sorry. Could I can I tell a quick story? I'm of so course. Sorry. Of course. Interrupt. <laughs> no, not at all. Well you you spurred it on just a, a moment there. So so you you talked about how um you know, it, Building those victories, building those victories. So, I don't know if I shared this with you or not, but I'd love to share it with your listeners. So, another purpose of why I use stepping stones is when and periodically, but especially when one of my clients has accomplished a huge, huge thing, I give them a box of these rocks, these stepping stones that I have written that goal on. Now. And I had a young lady and, and her, her dream was to, and you'll get a kick out of this, move to North Carolina. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I know. I know. She wanted to move to North Carolina to live with her boyfriend. So we had nine months to put it together, which was good. You Mm -hmm. know, we, you know, she had to uh, look for an apartment, apply for the apartment, you know, sort out all her stuff, blah, 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 Right. So it gets to our last time before she's about ready to fly to North Carolina, all of her stuff's being sent. And, and so I have made this box and I've written each one of those things we worked on, okay? You know, sorting through her room, packing her stuff up, you know, applying for a job, all of those things, put those all in the box. I wrote on each one of those stones and then I handed her the box. So a couple of weeks after she had left, I call up her mom and I'm like, how did it go? Did you get everything there and everything go well? She And her mom goes, yeah, but what was with the box of rocks? <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Why? What happened? She says, my daughter couldn't care less if she had her phone, her iPad, her computer, heck, even all of her belongings. When she got on that plane, she had to carry that box of rocks onto nice. the plane. He said, this was me and I did this. This is what I did. And that's what we do is our clients make those changes. We come alongside, provide support, cheer them on, but that, those stones- are life changing because that was theirs. That was like mm-hmm.
0: her transitional object. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. how we talk about when when younger kids, you know, they need the, their blankie or something, you know, or like Linus from, you know, Peanuts. Yes. That was her transitional object. Mm-hmm. Which is what a beautiful story, Sarah, because mm-hmm. that represents how you helped build that support in her so that she knew that she could take Mm -hmm. that next step. And she had something physical, something concrete, Mm -hmm. which we know people that are wired Mm -hmm. differently, they need that concrete. She Mm -hmm. had something meaningful and concrete to take with her on that next step. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing that. Oh,
1: yes. yes. That's
0: wonderful. So, okay. I I say that I like to end our episodes on hope takeaways, but I think this whole episode was a (laughs) hope takeaway people. I think this whole episode, I know for me, it was a hope takeaway. And I, again, I have to say that I made a new friend tonight and, I love oh, yes. podcasting because it, it's the power of connection is such an amazing mm-hmm. thing. Talk to the people listening out there, especially I, I really try to have our hope takeaways be for those people who are looking for hope. You know, those mm-hmm. people that, you know, we, we talked about who maybe are at the beginning of a diagnosis or at the beginning mm-hmm. of a new challenge or anything. What words of hope can you give to those folks?
1: Number one thing is, there's people out there that want to love you and support you and encourage you. It's not easy. It's first of all, never easy to be a parent. Period. But even more so, it's not easy. You are your child's best advocate first and foremost. But have somebody come alongside you, support you, support your your young person, give you the hope that you will get to the next day you will get across that bridge and and you will truly be a superstar through it all and so will your child your child the sky's the limit let them dream let them desire let them have hope because it's gonna happen it's gonna happen
0: and on that i am ending this awesome hope-filled episode so If you're listening out there, and if you need life coaching for your loved one, for your child, how can, this is how you can get in touch with Sarah. Sarah, can you share your information for um, your email, your website, how people can Mm -hmm. find you?
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. So we are accepting clients. We have a great team of coaches that are prepared and ready, and you can check out our website at www dot looking forward lc.org, or you can send us an email at info at looking forward lc dot org and if you go to the website there's all sorts of information there you can see one page Uh, descriptions of each one of the coaches. So then you can get to know the coaches and such like that. And then our business phone uh, number is on there too. So um, you can give our admin a call. You can schedule a free meet and greet via Zoom with me where I can provide more information and connect you with a coach and we can go from there.
0: And I am so thankful to have met you tonight, Sarah. And I am just very appreciative that you're on FASD Hope. So please reach out to Sarah and her wonderful staff at Looking Forward Life Coaching. We will be sharing that information also on today's program notes. Sarah Swan, thank you for being on FASD Hope.
1: Mm, thank you, Natalie. You are a blessing and thank you for
0: doing this. This is oh, wonderful. My goodness. Thank you. You are a blessing. <laughs> and folks, if you're listening, Sarah's going to be back on this show just to <laughs> let you know that, you know, I, sometimes I'm, I'm very, you know, I use my manners and say, would you please come back on the show? Sarah, you're going to be on the show. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm coming. I'm coming.
0: We're having <laughs> too much fun doing this. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out fasdhope.com. Or please leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Podbean, iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us next week. And remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.